It's cold in here, and I am here to ask you, do you not have time for books like a regular human being? Are you busy? Um, are you just you just don't want to sit down and read? Join the club, man. Go to audibletrial.com slash life and 815. Check out some free audiobooks. You get a 30-day free trial. Verbally read books. I've been listening to books like crazy. I'm smarter. I'm better than you. And I'm just an overall better person. Audibletrial.com slash life in the 815 for a free 30-day trial. You are welcome. <coughs> you can cough all you want. People cough. It's, it's not like it's not like it's like a like an unrelatable thing to not cough. Yeah, I'm just trying to get out of my system, you know. Yeah, let's, I don't want to be doing it all day. Let's everyone know we're human, you know. I know we're so perfect. I know <laughs> when I cough, like when I'm sick, the moment I'm sick, I have like 67 coughs. So I usually like cough them all out right away and then get out of my system like that. And then when I'm doing podcasts, I don't ever cough because I coughed them all out right away. Because that's how coughing works. That, wow. That was I'm pretty in-depth right there. I'm, I'm lightheaded from saying the word cough so much. <laughs> Tonight, we are going to witness the most anticipated sports podcast in the history of professional sports podcasting. Ladies and gentlemen... Uh, let's get ready to rumble! Live from the eight one five. One, two, three, four, five. Everybody in the car, so come on, let's ride to the liquor store. All right, everybody, episode. 43 of Life in the 815 podcast. This is the Jimmy Johnson episode, the Dennis Eckersley episode, and now it's officially the Sam Connis episode. That's right. The rumors are true. The papers have been bothering me for weeks and weeks. We have a new addition to Life in the 815 podcast. It is Rockford legend, American Legion all-star, my former teammate slash uh rider of the pine of the american legion baseball team there he goes he's leaving <laughs> yeah sam, no, nobody's ever talked me up so much in my life sam connis <laughs> sam connis welcome to the show we have a third member a triangle real, real is, honor real a triangle honor. is the uh, strongest shape um the three musketeers might be the gayest uh like superhero trio but we'll just i'll cut that but sam welcome to live day one five you are official new member how does it feel to finally hit your prime oh i mean this is kind of what i've been waiting on my whole life so it feels good to be here very excited very excited i can tell by the, the tone of your voice <laughs> <laughs> so that's the sound of a man who's peaked yes so sam yeah. is a white Sox fan he's a uh, bulls fan he's a bears fan so we have we have uh, quite the moose bouche up here i'm not sure if, if that's the right word but I don't know what a moose boosh is, but yeah, definitely a definitely a Chicago sports fan. Um, yeah, yeah, ready to go, ready to ready to get started. I say I say moose boosh at work a lot, and I should know what it means. So I hope nobody at my work listens to this. <laughs> <laughs> He's been a fraud this whole time. Hey, hey, that guy doesn't know what a moose boosh means. <laughs> All right, well, Sam, Jake. Oh yeah, Jake's here too. I didn't even. Uh, oh yeah, I'm that. still here. You, you went to the trio thing, so it's cool. I mean, there's so many name and more iconic trio. I'll wait. Uh, um, 
The Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Uh, <laughs> oh, we're always going to be, we can never be first. All right, fuck one, marry one, kill one, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Go. Uh, I'd probably say one. fucking Jesus, because he was in shape and he had those abs, you know. I'll marry God, because he's in charge, and I guess kill the Holy Spirit, you know, because ghosts, ghosts freak me out, so... Dude, I'm not very religious. I, I don't know any of those. Like, I'm not I'm not religious. I don't do that before, like, meals or whenever people naturally do that. I couldn't tell you any of those. Pussy. All right. <laughs> We're going to kick it off with the uh, NBA playoffs. Sam, the NBA is probably one of your bigger sports, right? Yeah. Yeah. Very interested in the NBA. Uh, the Miami and 76ers game just finished up now. Um, but, yeah, love the NBA. Live love update. What happened in that game? That. Go. Um, live update. I know the 76ers just won. Um, however, I missed the score. I saw Dwayne Wade hugging somebody else and, um, I missed the score on that. So bad update, but an update. <laughs> 104.91 was the finish. So wow. I was going to guess like 101.92 or something, but yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Jake. Thank yep, you. Yep. Uh, so that, uh, finishes up and honestly, there's no, that was probably the most intriguing matchup, I guess. What else? No, I mean, it was kind of a blowout. It was just intriguing because they kept getting in fights. Was the yeah, it, intrigue in that series. Definitely. I think it was kind of cool to see um, how the rookies and how the young guys are going to, like, kind of gel in that first round. And obviously, I mean, seeing them all together, it's, it's – I mean, how are they not the favorites right now um, coming out of the East? I guess when you look at how LeBron's played and how the Cavaliers have played, um, it's pretty easy to say I think the 76ers are probably right at the top spot right now. Yeah, well, the East is a mess, so you know it just it just looks like a bloodbath. So I think this might be the 76ers' year to come out of the East. I mean, Meek Mill just came out of prison. Uh, they let him ring the bell <laughs> hours after he was released from prison. He got to ring the bell at the 76ers game to start the game. So that, I don't that's know all that the a, momentum. I don't know that a prisoner has ever been treated so well. Like he got in a car, like into a Bentley, driven to a helicopter flown to the game and got to ring the bell and sit up courtside with Kevin Hart to see them uh, clinch the first round. Guys, I have so, no idea why Meek Mill was in prison. <laughs> oh, it's a funny story. He was on probation from since he was 18 for having a gun or something. And uh, then he got, he broke his probation a couple times with minor things. And the, the last straw was he was racing his dirt bike in the streets of Philadelphia. I'm not kidding. So people were pissed. (laughs) I mean, people were pissed because, you know, this guy's in prison for riding his dirt bikes. And if you've seen the movie Creed, you know, people in Philly love riding dirt bikes. Creed, Wow. Creed, yeah. Okay, yeah, thank you. Um, The uh, Bucks and Celtics also played tonight or yesterday or two days. I I really don't know when you're listening to this, but the Bucks-Celtics finished game five. Game five. Um, Sam, you were raving about the game and how much you loved the whole series and how much it, it's just uh, fun to watch. You are not a Bucks fan like like Jake and myself. Thoughts on Game Five or on the series? Um, from like a normal human's perspective, this is the most boring series um, without a doubt. I can't even like I think I was telling you guys earlier. I can't even believe this is a series. Um, two total players with more than 20 points in this game I, it's so boring i don't want to watch it no offense the bucks I, bucks and celtics neither one will make it past the next round um it's interesting to see like how these young guys are playing but by no means am i you know glued to this one. Oh yeah the bucks are a total mess they don't even have a real coach our coach is j- a joke um 
it's not fun to watch a team who looks like it should be playing in the 80s because all we do is like just run ISOs. It's either Giannis Middleton or Bledsoe, who's terrible. Just driving and dishing every single play. And everyone stands in the corners. You look at the Celtics. They're cutting. They're setting picks, back cuts, you know, making nice passes. I don't think Giannis caught, scored once tonight off of an, an assist. So, I mean, that's just garbage basketball. I mean, we are such so poorly coached. It's incredible. Are you, yeah, Joe Plenty. Joe Plenty. I can't even believe that's, that's the name. I, that's ridiculous. And what's Brad Stevens is probably one of the top three coaches in the NBA. Um, so you know they're going to bring it. Defensive side of the ball. Um, but, yeah, Joe Prunty. Uh, no surprise that they're not coached very well. I, I don't even know why they put him over there. I was watching well, it. He had to replace um, Kid. I was I was watching it through the Boston Celtics feed on their um, NBC Sports because I'm poor and I don't have cable to watch NBC <laughs> TV, and um, the announcers are convinced that Joe Prunty's whole um, agenda for this series is that he's going to stay on the staff next year somehow as an assistant, and he, he wants to make the Bucks look good, so he told them to hurt more Celtics. So they're going to foul and hit as hard as they could. So I, I got to uh, listen to that the entire oh my game. God. And that, that yeah. sounds like what my dad would say in, like, fourth grade basketball. <laughs> the Boston announcers are just the worst. And I'm convinced that the only reason Marcus Smart is so popular is because his name is amazing for Boston accents. Marcus Smart, you know? They, they'd love to say it. He is so good. No, he was playing his ass off out there, and he also is the king of flopping, and that pisses me off. He's but, a uh, great defender. He he's smart. He's, he's like the good like ball handler when it's like a very intense situation. He makes he makes very smart plays. Very hey, smart plays. How do you like that one, huh? I don't have that. He's yeah, like the Draymond Green. Yeah, he's like the Draymond Green of their team, but they don't have those pieces to be a Warriors team, obviously. But he's yeah, he's like a Draymond Green. Correct. Yeah. Um, other other news coming out of that series after a game four win, after a tip in by Giannis with like five seconds to go, he goes out to the great city of of Milwaukee. My current residence goes out to a little restaurant called Beller Cantina, a company that fired me, and um, he did he does not get set right away. He stands around for about fifteen minutes and just kindly leaves because everybody who works at, at Beller Cantina is a bunch of hippies. And nobody knows sports. I would I I would serve Jason Kidd several times, and nobody had any idea who he was. So clearly, they they just thought it was just some really tall dude walking in. You served Jason Kidd before? I've I've served him like three or four times. How was that? He was very nice and tipped very well. Interesting. Yeah, thank you. (laughs) I would hope he would. No, yeah, he was he tipped a a nice like uh, thirty percent, which is, is pretty much all like all I can ask for. But. Nobody had any idea who he was. Like, I was geeking out the first few times, and everyone's like, so what? He's a bald guy with a, with a kind of pretty wife. I'm like, he's like the fucking top ten point guard of all time, you losers. And he's like, famous, <laughs> and he beat his wife on the court once, so that woman has been beaten in public. Jesus Christ, I don't know. Jason Kidd's a bad dude, <laughs> if you're wondering. But a good tipper. <laughs> yeah, there's like... I think I read that story about him uh, hitting his wife in the car one time, too. Like, I, I can't believe that was even a hire. Um, he's not a good dude. That's very true. Mm-hmm. So, glad he's gone. But, hey, tip Colton well, so, like, he's back. Yeah, you know, yeah. He's so, making strides. Yeah, yeah. It's like a it's like a, a balance uh, scale, you know? You got to take beating women with giving me 
A few extra bucks when you come in to eat at my, at my restaurant. Yeah, and Joe Prunty's <laughs> never done that. He actually has. Joe Prunty's a really cool guy. He probably gets mobbed on the street thinking he's Martin Freeman. Probably. <laughs> when I when I interned for the Bucks, um, Joe Prunty uh, held this like coaches clinic for like local high school coaches to come in, and I helped run it. And he was honestly one of the nicest guys that I've ever met. So whenever I, I trash him, I feel really bad. Like he's a fucking terrible head coach. So so just like Jason Kidd, both good guys. Bad coaches. I'm not going to say good guy on the uh, Jason Kidd. <laughs> good tipper, which is different than a good, like, like, Satan himself could come in and give me, like, a 30% tip, and I'd be like, dude, that guy was fucking awesome. <laughs> like, like, one time I had a lady grab plates out of my hand and then ask me how hard is my job and was the meanest fucking bitch in the world. And she was there with, like, six people. The bill was, like, $500. I was like, this fucking bitch. And then I walk up. I was like, all right, here's a ch- here's the uh, check. And she's like, I'll take it. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? This is the fucking lady that has to tip me. Uh, put like 200 extra dollars in there. And was like, here you go. All set. Sorry, I was a bitch today. And I was like, oh, my God. that Like, you are a <laughs> saint. You can spit on me for $200. I don't care what you do. Hey, uh, quick question. You can swear in here. First time. I know, newbie. But um, you can swear on the podcast? No. Oh. <laughs> All right, so you, just so, edit, you you edit that out later or something? No, yeah, I cut out every single one and I put. Fresh. No, we edit it in. Like we don't we don't oh. swear, but if you listen to our old episodes, you might hear us swearing. That's him editing us swearing into the show. So oh, we, don't, okay. we don't swear, but we edit it in later. Yeah, I watch oh. the uh, Sopranos and I film it on my phone, and then I take that audio from my phone of me filming it on a TV because I don't want to illegally cut it from the internet, and then I upload it into these uh, episodes. Oh yeah, that that's that's reasonable. That sounds about right. Correct, correct. Final okay. NBA note is Kevin Durant is a soft baby back bitch. He uh, likes another Russell Westbrook uh, bashing comment. I, I don't know. That... Yes, and not just that. Did you see his comments to Giannis? Yeah. Or about Giannis? That yeah, he was like, "Oh, oh play for yourself ago. and stupid stuff like that." Yeah, if you're not having fun, just just leave. It's a lot easier to win a championship when you have a player who's better than you on the court. So, uh, I am not a fan of Kevin Durant. I think he's a, a baby back bitch, like Colton said, and Marshmallow Soft. I'm convinced uh, that you have to be crazy. You have to be a lunatic to be a good player in, in, in any sport at this point. Because, like, you look at LeBron. LeBron's kind of a nut himself, too. Probably insane. drinking a little too much... Uh, What's, what's the wine he's drinking? Vino. Vino. Yeah, drinking a little too much of that. And, you know, Kevin Durant's obviously a little whack job, too. I, I don't know. I, I think you look at other sports and you get the same thing. You, you're a star. You have to be a little weird. Tiger Woods. Oh, yeah. Well, if you if you grow up with, like, that much fame when you're, like, 19. When I, when I was 19, I was still, like, the most awkward, weird kid I've maybe ever met. Oh, yeah. And these guys but were also, Kevin... in the faces of a franchise. Yeah, but yeah. Kevin Durant's, like, that different kind of weird. He's a weirdo. Like, just a, a weird, like, having fake Twitter accounts to argue points about about yourself is such a weirdo thing to do. Like I think a lot of athletes do it, unless you're, like, J.R. Smith or someone. I don't know. I, I, I think that's weird. I doubt a lot of athletes do it. Maybe, just, maybe more than I think, but that's just so, like... He's it's still weird, a young though. dude, though. Yeah, he's yeah. still... He's, he's still at a point where if he wasn't a basketball player, he could change careers completely and still be very successful. 
I just know that, like, in high school, like, kids were popping out these, like, fake accounts all the time. Like, there were these fake girl accounts, like, trying to get the business on whoever's boyfriend or whatever. Like, we're not that far out from that. Like, Kevin Durant is not that far out of high school and definitely not that far out of college. Don't get me wrong. When you're in the spotlight, when you're making that much money, I think that's kind of ridiculous. But I, I don't know. I don't think it's that crazy. I wouldn't be par- – I would probably do that, to be honest with you. <laughs> Getting Twitter fights with random people. I find that yeah, on, my, on my fake account. You bet. I would be like, "Hey, dude, don't bash me. Like, I'm, I'm 25. Like, lay off. You're 36 years old or something. You know, I, I would find that." Someone's like, "Man, sure. this new Sam guy fucking sucks on the podcast." And you have like a Sam Lover 6969 account, <laughs> and you're just like, "No, I thought like I was really good. You're really dumb and have really bad points. Fuck off." Yeah, don't don't check Twitter for that account right now. I've already taken it. Just, <laughs> I've already I've already prepped for this situation to happen. So. Um, well, moving on to the Major League Baseball um, news, some could say. Shohei Otani is back from a blister. He pitched tonight, and he did very mediocre, correct, fellas? Correct. Five and very third, mediocre. four and runs. So, seven Ks, of course. He's still got nasty stuff. But uh, I'm a little worried that he's going to be a blister guy. and He has little... Uh, feminine fingers you know that oh, some guys have that and they have chronic blisters so that could be something to watch for i have very feminine fingers i just i just want to let that let that go out there i know a lot of pitchers that just get blisters like at least like two a year and they have to miss starts so yeah um yeah i i i claimed pretty early that he was going to be a bust um for no reason there was no <laughs> like i didn't like look at the stats behind that i didn't like want to find what his makeup was and all that. I just said bust because I think that there's like this history with players coming over from Japan and I, I just said bust. So I have to live by that. I have to go with the bust. Yeah, that's See, we need that kind of balance because Colt and I have just been gushing over him every episode since he's been playing. So His wiener has been I, in my mouth since he, since he started the season. <laughs> yeah, I think like Hideki Matsui, uh, Ichiro, obviously, are the, I said Hideki Matsui before Ichiro. Um, those are <laughs> like, Kind of the clear like names for that, but there's been so many busts coming from there that I was just Kaz like, Masui, I can't imagine you um, Yeah, right. It's been terrible. It's been Kosuke so bad. He was an all star, mind you. Yeah, Kosuke had a year. Kosuke had, I think, he one had year. half a year. He had like two months. Yeah, and, and sold a lot of jerseys. So a lot of a lot of gosh darn jerseys. And he used to play for the Cubs, who are playing baseball. Segway alerts. <laughs> The Cubs are slowly becoming the hottest team in the history of baseball. They have won four of five games. They won again tonight. Um, I guess the only question you have to ask is, can anybody stop the Cubs? Uh, wait, they've won four of five? They have won four of the last five, yes. Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> good I, for them. Are they, are they two games above 500 now? Yeah, yeah, we're only two games above, but um, Javier Baez is still hot as uh, as ball sack. Uh, Kyle Schwarber hit two home runs tonight. Uh, Chris Bryant almost lost his face the other day, which made my heart oh sink my to the center of the earth. I was that so was terrifying. That his helmet spun around his head. That was, I mean, it was a great clip, but terrifying. Yeah, that was like a cartoon, and then I thought his eyeball came out of his socket for some reason. I was like so nervous, I was hallucinating, and I was like, oh my fucking god, he has no eyeball now, and I was freaking out, but... He's fine, no concussion, a little a little cut from his sunglasses, still really handsome, very average girlfriend. White. I think that's something all sports fans kind of 
sort of wish would happen in the back of their head, back of their minds, that an eye would pop out just once. Everyone always thinks it happens, and someone just wants it to Jason happen. Jason Hayward, you know? please, please let it be Jason Hayward. <laughs> <laughs> oh <my God>. Jesus. <laughs> All right. Anyway, <laughs> All right. I thought somebody would say something. Um, well, I didn't know. We were talking about the Cubs. Uh, I, I haven't been watching the Cubs at all. I know the Brewers have been on fire, though. So Brewers are on fire. Gonna, Cardinals are on good. fire. The Reds are the worst team in baseball. NL Central is going to look pretty pretty decent. I mean, it's the three teams that everyone is, is expecting um, without the Cubs really getting hot yet. So. Well, well, the White Sox have been on fire, too. White Sox so. have been on fire. Don't forget them. So hot right now. Yeah, I yeah. think the double-A team's been killing it, but, like, past that, yeah. I hear, yeah, I hear a lot about the uh, double-A team. Yeah, the White Sox, they got uh, beat 10 nothing, 10-1 to in back-to-back games. That was really motivating as a fan to watch us lose by 20-1 to in two games, but to the Astros. So I felt real good after that game. We came out the next one, lost 7-1, to making strides, and then we finally won a game uh, after that, only to follow it up by getting shut out again. So... It's I think been a the, lot of fun this year. The lowest point of this season, too, is knowing that we just signed Trace Thompson, who I think has been released by three teams this year. Three teams, uh, minor league teams, and here he is. Two ga- he's starting. He's in the outfield starting for both again, games. Boys. Yeah, I, I mean, I think he's like 0 for 6 in two games right now. It's Bruce not a pretty hit. look for the team. Does he? No. Oh, okay. Yeah, he does have hit, one. But, uh, yeah, we actually got rid of Tyler Saladino, uh, the man with the... F- uh, Wu-Tang, or what's Fu Manchu mustache, not Wu-Tang. Fu Manchu mustache. <laughs> he yet. got traded him to the Brewers. So uh, we uh, replaced him with Trace Thompson, who everyone thought would be good when we traded him to the Dodgers like four years yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's Clay Thompson's brother, for those of you who don't know that. The That's the only cool thing about the White Sox right now. Is <laughs> the 10,000 10, fans that might like and pay attention to the White Sox only, like, only they will know how bad this team is right now. Um, and the only cool thing outside of that is that Trace Thompson is related to any anybody else right now. Have you guys seen um, the Absolutely. article? Uh, Mikado's a hit. Have you guys seen the article about the White Sox stadium and how it, it should have been, like, um, reversed? A guy had, like, a whole schematic, like, built up and, like, had all the blueprints and was going to build it. And like this, this spot of this uh, one park, and it was gonna phase downtown Chicago. So have like a, it was gonna have like a Pittsburgh Pirates type feel with the uh, skyline in in the background of center field, and everything mm-hmm. was just everything was just so much better. And then Reinsdorf was like, nope, I'm gonna go take it over here. And then he built um, the cell, and now it's the most like average ballpark in in baseball. His name doesn't help. I think it's actually a great ballpark. I mean, it's very average in terms of like. Uh, there's nothing spectacular about it, but Correct. the food, the cleanliness, the everything, like people helping is great. You can get seats anywhere. You can buy upper level and come down low because we're not very good. And our security's dope. I mean, it's and it's easy to park. You can tailgate. There's lots of good things about it. It's just there's nothing special about it. It has no history because it's called guaranteed rate now, which is disgusting. And, um, yeah, I think it gets a bad rap, but it's actually very functional inside. And, but like uh, everything that everything that you're saying can be moved to a cooler stadium. <laughs> yeah, it could, but a lot of stadiums don't have that. There's a lot of 
like shitty stadiums in the league, and we at least are up to date on the inside and whatnot. And we have the only good. reason. The only reason it's so functional is because we're the third. I think we're the third lowest in attendance this year. Nobody goes to those games. Of course, it's functional. Well, like, even nobody, when we were good, there to we, mess it up. They have five thousand no, fans like, if you go to Wrigley, five thousand security. But if you go to Wrigley and you want to get food, like you got to walk away. You got to look and you find one stand with food. The White Sox, there's like stands on both sides with food all the way around the entire concourse. I'm just saying, like for like, if you're just looking for like a family and don't really care about baseball that much, it's actually very functional. That's so a, I, it's not that that's bad. A very weird it gets argument. a bad rap. <laughs> if you don't care about baseball, it's a pretty solid yeah, as baseball a, stadium. As a diehard White Sox fan, um, I love, I love, and I hate saying this, I love going to Wrigley. I love the history of the field. Uh, I love the environment. Like, I, I think it's just so baseball. It's got such a great feel. And then I go to Guaranteed Rate, or I go to the Cell, or I go to Comiskey, whatever you want to call it. And it's just so lame. Every bit of it is so lame. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm not a huge fan. I despise going to Wrigley. It's so cramped. It's not comfortable. And you can't tailgate. You have to go to bars beforehand and pay stadium-priced beer for it. What an, so. old, what an old man thing to say. <laughs> No, it is. It, it, it what? It, if you go there, it's like literally like you're. It's in construction like all the time, but that's just how it's built. You know, they finally fixed the piss running down the stairs constantly. You know, like they're they're renovating it now. But when I I used to go there all the time, or at least like once a year when I was little, and it was it was just miserable because it was so dirty and cramped. So, but nowadays I'm sure it's fun as an oh, adult. It's, but it's my favorite place in the world. In the, in the whole wide world, it's overrated. Overrated is incorrect. You're overrated. How about that? Oh, damn. Damn. That's a really comeback. But Mike Trout is still playing well. He's not. He's not overrated. He is. Um, I'm pretty sure he is top five in hitting, base running, and defensive WAR. So everything that is in a baseball player, he's in the top five in all of baseball. In. Yeah, and uh, I actually have a stat of the week, if you want to jump into that, just about this man, Mike Trout, that kind of blew my socks off. All right, so here is the stat of the week. (laughs) As of today, Mike Trout's career war is 56.2, which is equal to Bryce Harper and Manny Machado's career war combined at 26.9 and 29.3. And that's... In 946 games for Mike Trout and 1,574 for Harper and Machado. So to even consider Harper as the best player in the league is idiotic because it's clearly Trout. It's not even close. So Mike Trout is a robot, and we all need to bow down. Thoughts, Sam? Yeah, I, he's 26 years old. I can't believe that there was even an argument for Bryce Harper or anybody else in the league. He's clearly the number one. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. He's the best player. Did you see Very that simple. Was, did you see that he was drinking out of a uh, Mike Special Stuff water bottle? I did. So I did. Like, how, yeah, he's how, so cool. How can you not fucking market a player like that in Los Angeles or the in, in the uh, Los Angeles area because I'm not 100% sure where the Angels are. <laughs> the Los Angeles <laughs> Angels of Anaheim, Oakland, uh, Seattle. I, no I read that there are. was an argument on who has more value this year between him and Otani. Um, <laughs> and I think that's <laughs> the most ridiculous argument I've ever heard in my life. Yeah, yeah if, it's, if it's him versus anybody, except maybe 
Benny the Brewer, who's really good at, sli- at sliding down that uh, slide up and down. Yeah, the energy he brings can't be calculated in war. Yeah. So yeah. that's a good point. The energy above replacement mascot. It, I, I'm pretty sure he's he's been uh, leading the league for quite some time now. So whenever um, Mike Trout surpasses him in, in in that category, we can uh, we can we can talk then. But Sam, do you have a stat of the week? Um, I do. My stat of the week actually pertains to the NBA again. i got to get back to the NBA. That's, that's my home there. That's, that's fine. Um, it was a stat that talked about LeBron James on and off the court and what his plus minus is, what the team's plus minus is per 100 possessions. It was LeBron's uh, – when LeBron's off the court, they're at a minus 20. Um, and then when you compare it to James Harden, uh, James Harden, I want to say his was something ridiculous, like he had a plus 36 when he's not off the, or when he's not on the court. So, I don't know, I just thought that was kind of crazy when you compare both of them together, um, both obviously being like the two MVP candidates, um, you know, just for the playoffs. It's just such a huge difference. Yeah, no, it's it's nuts. Whenever you, you like, there's so many LeBron stats that you that you can dig up, and it's just like, I can't fucking believe he's doing that in this in this day and age. <laughs> If he wasn't on HGH, he'd be the best player to ever exist. <laughs> wow, bold, bold claims. Yeah, yeah, that's that's my one conspiracy theory. I don't buy into all the other ones. LeBron James, he's definitely on HGH. He's he's got to be on something, right? He played all eighty-two games this year. All eighty-two. I think I don't know if that was the first time in his career, but it was the first time in a while. Um, I guarantee you, he just goes right down to Florida right before the playoffs, hits the Biogenics lab, and you know. Pops whatever he's gonna pop. No, he goes to like Germany. Germany. He goes to like Germany and like wherever Kobe went for his uh, surgery. Yeah, I'm. He has to. He's that good. He's easily the best player in the league, and he's so old now. Maybe he goes to Tom Brady's doctor and gets hot rocks and uh, steam poured all over him, and then he's healthy forever. So yeah, because that's that's how science works. That's all. You gotta drink a lot of water. Yeah, a lot of water and never get sunburned. I was going to try the Tom Brady diet for a little while. Just a little fun fact. I was going to do it, and then I read into it. It's the, it's stupid. It's so stupid. It's just drink as much water as physically possible. I know you can't uh, eat strawberries. I saw that. That's like, that's like, that's like the one thing I uh, took away from it. Pretty cool, huh? Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't eat strawberries. It just said no chips and stuff like that. So I, I back, I backed out pretty quick. The strawberries are good <laughs> I'm looking for the diet where I can still eat. Chips and all the other bullshit. So it's called being it's not on a diet. So my and then go ahead. No, I was just gonna say my my substitute. I was like, can I substitute like goldfish for chips or something Ooh. like that? It's not it's not on there either. It's totally <laughs> against the law. So I don't not into that. But yeah, honestly, I don't think if you ask Tom Brady like, what's your favorite like brand of goldfish or like kind of goldfish? He he'll say like the actual fish. He has no idea that there's a snack called goldfish. <laughs> Do you say that or like the pretzel kind? <laughs> Unsalted pretzel. It would pretzel. totally be the pretzel. I just uh, looked up his diet, and if you want to uh, order it, it's TB12 Performance. Uh, it's $78 a week. What a Quick steal. math. That's $4,000 a year. What a, he's basically so, giving that away. That's, I mean, that, I mean there's I nothing guess there. It's just water. <laughs> yeah, they're just sending you water, I guess. But it says all the meals. They they deliver to you the meals and whatever. But, man, that's a lot of money. I mean, the crumbs he finds and, like, he just gathers some crumbs meals, off the table. 
Did they give you like all three meals a day? Yeah, it was thirteen dollars a plate, a meal. So uh, they're small meals, and if you ever order from any of the other sites, thirteen dollars for your meal is super oh, expensive. It's not like all. It's not like three meals a day. It's just like one meal. I don't think so. I'm, I, I mean, it said thirteen dollars a meal is what it comes out to. So. Hmm. <laughs> well, my stat of the week is back to baseball in. 2012, Adam Dunn struck out more times than the great Tony Gwynn did in the entire decade of the 1990s. <laughs> that's really... Oh. That's incredible. Isn't that it's a little bit of a dig. A little bit of a dig coming from a Cub fan. But yeah, uh, he was so bad that year. I went to a couple games that year. It was so hard to watch. Every time he came to the plate, you weren't expecting anything good. Like that. I know for a fact Colton is the biggest Adam Dunn I, fan. Love Ever. Adam Dunn. I am such I, I am I am such an Adam Dunn lover. There was one one year I was lucky enough. My uncle took me to the uh, Cubs convention, same off season as the Milton Bradley Adam Dunn free agency class, and I'm sitting there and my um, my uncle knew the Cubs GM at the time, and I'm so he like brought me to dinner with him, and it was my uncle, the GM, which, who, whose name is totally fucking escaped me right now. But it's me, him, and my uncle. And that's it. Just us three at dinner. I'm like, how old were we? Like 12? 11, 12? Do you guys know? For like the Adam Dunn I signing? Uh, I want to, yeah, I would say 12, 13. So yeah. I'm, I'm in like, awe that you went to dinner with the Cubs general manager. I'm just trying to listen to that story. Yeah, so <laughs> it was it was fucking nuts. And I'm sitting there and he's like, he's just taught, he's just like shooting the shit with my uncle. And he's just like, oh yeah, yeah, this and that. We're thinking about doing this and uh we're looking at pitchers looking at outfielders and and then he's like oh yeah well like what do you guys think about um any free agents and i was like i got this and i, look, I looked him like <laughs> like like dead in the eyes i was like if you sign adam dunn he's gonna hit 100 home runs next year and that's not me that's not me being young that's him killing the cubs every single year and he's like whoa let me tell you something adam dunn is definitely on our radar but we also have our eye on a, on a, a different player that's even even more dynamic Two days later, they signed Milton fucking Bradley. <laughs> and I was like, this Who didn't the... believe in dinosaurs? And I was like, this is the fucking guy that, that you signed over my favorite player when I was 12 years old, you piece of shit. Jim well, Hendry. He, Jim, Jim Hendry was his name. Jim Hendry. Yeah, that yeah was, that's yeah, a cool conversation, Hendry. though. It was so cool. And, like, at the time, I didn't realize how cool it was until, like, I actually looked back at it. And I was like, I told this guy who to sign, and then he signed someone shitty. So I hope, like, thinking back, he's like, <laughs> I hope, like, the first six, well, uh, six months when Milton Bradley was sucking a big fat dick, I hope he's like, fuck, man, I should have listened to Colton, who was 12 at that dinner. He probably could have looked on the other side of town and been like, oh, wait, he struck out five times again tonight? Maybe that was a good, uh, that was a good no Oh, wait, sign. Milton Bradley had three errors and, <laughs> and batted 076 last year? Damn. <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't have signed Bradley or that guy that the kid, the 12-year-old kid suggested. I'm pretty sure I was eating chicken fingers when I, like, when I told him that, <laughs> <laughs> if, he, if he listened to a fucking like twelve year old eating eating chicken fingers about anything, he he deserves to lose his job, which he yeah, ended he up doing. Not be employed. But so yeah, so those are our uh, stats of the week. That was my Jim Hendry story of the week, maybe of life, because I I didn't ever meet him after that. But um, anything anything else that that we missed on baseball this week, Sam? Um, no, no, I think, uh, I think you covered it pretty quick there. Um, the Cubs are, are hot. Like you said, hobby buys is hot and, uh, the Sox still stick. So that's what stays in my head. All right. All right. 
Jake, give me a bold prediction for this this next week in baseball. We didn't we didn't prompt this. This is just um, great great podcast. Uh, <laughs> yeah, a great way to set me up to shine. I'm gonna go with Otani hits two home runs next week. Oh shit, Sam, Otani's your boy. Give me your bold prediction of the week for the uh, world of baseball. Um, Milton Bradley makes his return to baseball. <laughs> oh my god! I hope he fucking honestly. I hope I hope he succeeds. He's been he's been through a lot. He's he's been through a fucking. I think he went to jail. I think he went to jail after his playing career ended. Yeah, for striking out so much and sucking so much dick. <laughs> that's, that's not what he was charged with, but it probably had something to do with it. Yeah, that, yeah, that and striking your wife. It's like the same thing. I wonder how Milton Bradley. What is he? A good tipper? Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure he's a great tipper, and then he, then he he's got a spot on my squad. <laughs> Him, Jason Kidd, they're all all good guys. All good oh, guys. God. Well, my bold take is that the Cubs have Cleveland today, four games set with with Milwaukee, and then Colorado after that. Milwaukee, Colorado, both at home. They are going to take of the next seven games. They're winning five of the next seven which means they've won 9 of 12. They're getting hot. Baez is taken. There was a lot of um, of those stories where it's where it says 10 baseball GMs believe that Javi Baez has a uh, MVP in his in his near future. Which I'm like, get the yeah, fuck out of here. Yeah, said that about Addison Russell a lot. Remember, Addison Russell was 100% going to win an MVP. Like, he was the next MVP. Everyone kept calling him that. So, don't, don't, Put that evil on me, Ricky Bobby. You know, that's what Bobby should say. Oh. Oh. That's... We losing you? Can you guys hear me? <laughs> Hello? Hello? I can hear you. Yeah. Can... All right, cool. Yeah, that's just my Wi-Fi getting a little glitchy, so I'll, I'll cut that out. Can you hear me? I think we're back on track. Back. Cool. Yeah, you good? Yeah, I'm good. I'm, I'm just making sure. Um, we can move on to the Stanley Cup playoffs of the NHLs. Duh. Jake, you being a big hockey guy, I know you've been watching it, but we can we can start things off with Sam. Sam, what are you thinking about the Stanley Cup playoffs so far? Uh, as a as a Blackhawk fan, I have no. I, I hate saying this. I paid no attention to the NHL. You went to the wrong guy first. I know that the Penguins are probably going to three p. Um, I know that the Capitals are going to blow it next round, and that's as far as I go. Done at the wrong guy because I know nothing about hockey. So I'm the fucking hockey guy here. Jesus Christ. We got no hockey guys. See, losing money. This is where, this is where my gambling is paying off. All right, all right, Jordan. I know you're listening. You, you probably think I gamble too much. I don't. I'm doing it for for the podcast. All right, for the people. Like you said, the Capitals are gonna blow it. They definitely fucking tried to blow it in the first round against the fucking Columbus Blue Jackets, which sounds like the most fake name of all time. <laughs> yeah, that was that was a bad series. I think they were down 0-2 in that series, right? Down 0-2. The f- Three of the first, actually four of the first five games of the series went to overtime. So it could have, it could have, yeah. honest, it could have honestly gone either way. So, so fucking lucky. Um, Capitals end up uh, moving on, and now they are playing the Penguins, who have eliminated them. I think one hundred percent of the time that they've ever matched in, <laughs> in, in the history of hockey, ever. 
Why do they always have to play the Penguins so much? I mean, poor poor Caps. They're gonna get their hearts broken again. That's like one thing I know about hockey is that the Caps blow it every year. So I honestly can't even think of like a different sport comparison of how talented <laughs> the Capitals are in every single way that you need it, and them just never winning. It's really it's a Washington curse. It really it, is. It's a DC it's like curse. The I mean they Nationals. Think, yeah, the Nationals are terrible. The Wizards are terrible. Well, they get to the playoffs. They, like, flirt with it. They, like, are showing you, oh, yeah, we got it. And then, boom, every year, every yeah, single people, year they blow. People pick the, have been picking the Nationals to win the World Series for the last five years, and they haven't even been close. So. I think Look Sports J- Illustrated J- has picked them three of, of the last five years. Jake and our, like, our hockey take consists of going back to another sport. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> what about face? <laughs> well... Um, the only other thing that, that really matters in my life is that my I had four teams to fucking win the Stanley Cup, and three of them have fucking lost in the first round. <laughs> and the only team I have left is the National Predators, who are so good. It's Right now, it's just the Predators and the Lightning, if you want to sound cool at all and, like, and kind of know what you're talking about. Those two teams are so deep. They're fucking hot as shit. Um, there, there is a game seven, the Bruins and the Maple Leafs are playing tonight, Wednesday night in, in a game seven, the Bruins are blowing that one. So even for like guys like you two who don't follow hockey, watching a game seven in the playoffs is fucking nuts. It's so cool. Oh yeah. And I guarantee it goes overtime because it's the Stanley cup playoffs. So, but I'm still rooting. I'm still in the golden Knights bandwagon till they're out. So they're going to sweep the sharks. And uh, Golden Knights are going to win as a first-year in expansion franchise. The Blackhawks have been out of it, or, like, have been in it, I'm sorry, for so long that I'm still convinced they're, like, still around. Like, I, <laughs> yeah. I'm still convinced they're, like, still going to win, like, a they game or two here. And they'll this, just, yeah. Yeah, they they'll, like, sneak series. back in and, like, oh, yeah, like, somebody could just write one article and I'd be convinced that they're still playing right now. <laughs> yeah, like, like, tomorrow morning you go on Twitter and you see an article, like, should uh, Q start uh, Crawford or Scott Darling for Game Five tomorrow? And like, it sounds like, damn, that's a good question. I, I, I'm not really sure. <laughs> I would like pee my pants. I'd be so excited. I would hop right onto like, yeah, I'd be on ESPN, like searching it. I wouldn't. I'd go straight to Twitter to like talk about it, like act like I knew what I'm saying. Yeah, I'd be pissed. Um, I'd be like, what the fuck? It's obviously Crawford, you jackass. Yeah, he's been yeah, there before. Sorry. He's been there before. Spot. He's a tank. He's so reliable. Yeah. I get yeah. all riled up about it. Say a lot of like sports-minded comments that just make it sound like you know what you're saying, but really you don't know anything. Um. So yeah. So that's, that's podcast, yeah. That is our um talking hockey with the uh, live from the One Five podcast because that unless we have our boy Cody Jansen on, there's there's really not much. Really, really not yes. much on here. Go Sam, Blackhawks. Sam, we have Pretty a much bullshit opinion. We have a uh, hockey guy who comes on from um the from this great station of Twelve Ounce Sports Radio at World Hockey Report, Cody Jansen. We'll have him on soon so we can all know what we're talking about for hockey. Shout out to Yeah, Cody. I'll just I'll just have to shut my mouth during that. Unless he knows the Hawks or like even the Ice Hawks. Know. He knows everything oh, yeah. about the whole fucking world. Like like I always like text him and like DM him and he will like mention players that are in like the ECHL who are like sixteen years old and Russian that you've never heard of. Yeah, he's like as good as our college basketball guy who knows like who like wins Gus Kern. That guy knows more about college basketball than I know about everything in the world combined. So we, we have some experts. Deep experts. But um, we can uh, move on to the NFL draft where we do have a great interview coming up 
with with an expert with with an expert a QB whisperer we call them the professor of play callers how about that pretty cool huh Sam oh that's uh I don't have anything that cool so yeah it's pretty cool yeah Derek Lawson's coming up but before we get to that I want to hear you guys' takes on the draft it is this week it's actually starting tomorrow um for when this podcast comes out uh Sam we said earlier you're you're a Bears fan I'm a Bears fan Jake is not a Bears fan what what do you want the Bears to draft with with the eighth pick? Um, you know, it's a it's such a lame pick, and it's so lame every year. Like you hear about these guards, you hear about offensive linemen, and you just it's a snooze every time. But they need to take Quentin Nelson, I think, at this pick. If he's um, there and we don't take him, I might change teams. Chicago will riot, dude. Bears they say he's like, like the us. most for sure pick in the draft at this point. Um, I don't know I, that he makes it to you though. That's yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, that's too. true. That's what you gotta worry about. But there's I, the, there's a lot of buzz about like all these all these quarterbacks going early, and people are saying that there might be four quarterbacks taken in like the top six because people will panic and trade up. Um, us being Bears fans, we know exactly what that's like. So people will trade up for a quarterback, and if that happens, we're basically getting a top five pick. Oh yeah, and that's how, that's the same. I have the same mindset for the Packers. I want four or five to go before our pick at fourteen. So I want we're rooting for basically the same thing. Uh, a bunch of uh, quarterbacks to go off the board really early, which I think they will. I think guaranteed the top three, and I think the Browns might trade the fourth pick to some, like the Bills or something who need a quarterback. So as long as if if Quentin Nelson is there and Bears take him, that's a great first day. Or if they get a pretty good pass rusher who is like a legit pass rusher and not like a Leonard Floyd who they're trying to teach to be a, a pass rusher, shit's gonna get really exciting. Um, Sam, you you are a big quarterback guy. You love uh, evaluating these quarterbacks on zero training at all. So I want to hear all about your rating system and, and who you like coming out of the draft as quarterbacks. Pretty much, I uh, it's it's all an eye test. Um, it's the classic eye test. Everybody does really well. Whenever they use the eye test, they're always successful 100% of the time. I watch um, from start to finish every single QB combine um, drill that's out there. It's a really boring day for me, but I absolutely love it. Um, I don't. I, I think this draft is going to be super interesting. I mean, that's such a lame thing to say, but it's going to be awesome this year. Uh, Darnold, Allen, Rosen, Mayfield, Jackson, they're all kind of in play in those top I mean, really in the top 10, obviously Jackson really not in the top five. But, um, you know, there was a rumor out today that the Browns are looking at uh, Mayfield number one. And that's such a huge stir up compared to like what what people were thinking beforehand. So I don't know. I think there's a lot of like pretenders out of these guys. I think Josh Allen's a pretender. I think, uh, you know, Lamar Jackson's a pretender. Um, So I don't know. It'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see where they where they fall. Who Sam, who is your uh, sleeper pick? Because you've. You've told me some uh, sleeper picks in, in the past, and I think you are at a 100% clip on missing. Yeah, I miss I miss just about every year because I always like to pick the, the best. I, I call them my best value guys. It's really just a bad quarterback that's in like the fourth or fifth round. Um, my bad value sleeper pick this year is going to be Luke Falk. Um, absolutely, I, I think that guys like him could end up on a good team somehow, and then boom, Tom Brady. That's what I always think, and someday it's going to work for me. It just hasn't so far. Like I said, Aaron Murray was my was my last big. Like I was riding him so good, um, and, <laughs> and now he's and, bagging yeah. groceries. <laughs> Next thing you know, um, he's like on the SEC Network right now. I think so. I'm pretty sure he has his own like uh, used 
used car a lot, to be honest with you. He, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if he was doing that too. Um, but speaking of quarterback evaluations, we now will kick it over to our interview with Derek Claussen, uh from Football Outsiders and TwoQuarterbacks.com. Here he is. We now welcome on a very special guest. You can find him on Football Outsiders or TwoQBs.com, the quarterback guru, the savant of quarterbacks, the professor of play callers, the swami of the backfield, Derek Lawson. Woo! <laughs> did I say that right? I know I just asked you, but I kind of forgot as I was reading that card. <laughs> yeah, you did. That is uh, quite the intro. I appreciate it, guys. How's it going? No problem. We spent so much more time on the intro than the actual questions. So the questions, like, <laughs> the rest it's of the downhill interview, from here. it's all downhill. So don't expect much. We just peaked, but... I guess we can dive into the hardest. You know what? We'll do the opposite. We will do the easiest softball question in the world that nobody ever, ever debates. Who is the greatest quarterback of all time? It's Marino, bro. I'll oh. go Marino. Like, uh, the, the damn other part show actually always does like a bit about Marino versus Montana. But it's just definitely a joke. But, I mean, if anybody looks at my app on Twitter, I think they'd know uh, what I'm rolling with there. <laughs> yeah, Dan Marino might be the greatest acting uh, quarterback of all time in uh, Ace Ventura. People forget about that. Is that is that what put him over the top? I mean, he never won a Super Bowl, so if we can count that as a ring, that incredible performance, I think he's got to be clearly the best of all time. I think we're going to count it as a ring, that's for sure. Counted. Official. Mark it down. Jumping into this year's draft class, I have a question about how you look at quarterbacks. Uh, does being a douche affect how you grade a player, such as Baker Mayfield? And are there any douche quarterbacks currently in the NFL? Uh, I think there's plenty. I mean, I think Tom Brady is one. I think Philip Rivers on the field can be one. Um, like, I mean, I don't know so much as, like, Baker. Like, Baker's stuff is, is weird. I think he's just kind of a frat guy, which is, I mean, Ben Roethlisberger is kind of that way. I think, like, I really don't think his personality is that different from a lot of NFL quarterbacks. It's just that with guys like Brady and Rivers, um, and even Roethlisberger, it's like they already have so much defined success at this point that we don't really care that they're that way. And just with Baker, we don't know if he's going to be good yet. So we're scared of it. So I'm not sure if that, it, it's like his personality really makes it that different from a handful of other quarterbacks. Um, piggybacking off that question, do you think uh, off, quote-unquote, off-field issues are being overblown this year in the case of Mayfield and uh, Rosen even? I think with Mayfield, it's pretty obvious where the substance is. He can get very pushy on the field. Um, he's very um, braggadocious is probably a good word. And then he had the arrest um, with the drunken uh, in public and stuff. So I think with Mayfield, it's more clear but overblown, just kind of more him just being a young man. Um, with Rosen, I honestly just don't know. It's like, there's just not a lot of substance there. It's kind of just a lot of rumor talk. So not really sure on the Rosen stuff. So all that being said, um, there are sources saying that Baker Mayfield is being considered as the uh, number one pick. Who would you pick if you were building a franchise and needed a quarterback this year in the draft? Uh, I actually like all the top four guys a lot. Like, I have them really close. But if it was me, if I was the head coach and I got to be the one designing the system and, and like creating the culture and all that, I would want Lamar Jackson. I like Lamar a lot. I think he's a lot smarter than people are giving him credit for. I think he can make a lot of the, the quicker reads that people are looking for that really keep your offense on schedule. And then what he can do as a playmaker, I think, is 
very obvious to anybody who's seen him, you know, play five minutes of football. So I think he's the guy, uh, if it were my choice, that I would want to kind of build the franchise around. My next question was actually going to be about Lamar Jackson, and I'm a big Lamar guy. Uh, do you believe in the uh, smear campaign that some people are saying is uh, going against him because of his lack of an agent? And do you think that'll affect his draft stock? Um, I don't really think so because I think you know obviously what you're using an agent for is to like set up meetings and kind of have PR and, and all that sort of stuff and, and help make decisions. And I think he probably would have benefited from having an agent, but. It seems like he's been able to communicate with teams just fine, set up meetings just fine, pro days and all that stuff. So I don't think it's really going to hurt him that much. I think if there's a team that really is interested in, in him, I don't think the difference between him having an agent or not having an agent is really going to make or break whether they draft him or not. So here's a, here's a really, really good question. Um, you have evaluated a lot of quarterbacks. One quarterback that I'm interested in would be uh, he's not in this year's draft or in any drafts at all. It's Uncle Rico from Napoleon Dynamite. What round would you draft him in, and who do you think his uh, comparison is to this year's draft? Josh Allen, 100%. Damn it. Um, he's <laughs> basically 40-year-old Josh Allen. Um, it's even better because Josh Allen played in the Mountain West, and Uncle Rico said he could throw the ball over that mountain. So I, I think that's a pretty apt comparison. You know, if he really has the type of arm talent, he said, Got to at least take a day three flyer on him, you know. All right. Yeah, we, we thought he might have been more of a Baker Mayfield guy because he didn't look very tall, so uh, yeah. he doesn't have those big hands and so that he went height. Too, so I could actually, I think I could actually make you ride with that one. As I, well. I think if those two had a baby and then took away all the athletic ability um, and then made him an actor, that is Uncle Rico. <laughs> it would be Uncle Rico, exactly. Colton's a Bears fan, and uh, there were some quarterbacks last year. Last year was said to be one of the worst classes, and it turned out to be not so bad. Uh, where would you rank the Trubisky's and Watson's, Deshaun Watson, in this year's class? Uh, Trubisky, I would probably have behind this year's top four. I thought Trubisky was fine. I, I would, He was more of a guy that I would want to pick like, late round one, early day two, kind of like where Derek Carr went. That was kind of more how I felt about him. Um, Deshaun Watson, I think, was the guy that should have gone top 10 in the draft. Um, I would probably put Deshaun Watson up there in the mix with the rest of these guys. Like, I think Trubisky's clear tier behind for me, but I think Watson, not exactly sure where I would put him in the rankings with these rest of these guys, but he would definitely be up there probably like one, two, three. So here is a bet that I actually have with a real person. I'm a Bears fan. A lot of my friends are Packers fans. I have it at 101 odds. Um, who is going to win? A Super Bowl next, Mitch Trubisky or Aaron Rodgers? From one to ten, how dumb do you think that bet is for me? I have Mitch Trubisky. Uh, that sounds pretty bad. I mean, I like what the Bears are doing. I think they're moving in the right direction. Uh, but I think, like, so long as Green Bay can get just a half decent team around Rodgers, I think there's always a a pretty good team he can uh, make something work. Yeah, I'm, yeah I, I'm really tired of Colton asking everybody that question. Because, <laughs> because it, he, it, no one ever says that Trubisky's going to win it next. If it happens, I'm, oh my god, I will never let anybody ever forget that. I don't know how long you've been uh, scouting quarterbacks, but who are some of the quarterbacks that you were totally wrong about? Um, you know, like, I was a big Johnny Menzel guy, total faith in him, uh, and I admit to that. But who are some of the guys you had faith in that busted? Uh, Carson Probably by a mile. The process went for me and Wentz. Like when he 
was first kind of getting buzzed. I, I had him as like a second round guy. I thought he was, I mean, kind of like what I saw in Trubisky. I thought he was kind of a project, kind of decent to have some tools, but it was really going to be a test of whether you could trust yourself to develop a quarterback. Um, and then all of a sudden he got up to like this top five height and I was like, he's not that dude. And I kind of pushed back farther than I should. Ended up having like a late uh, day two grade on him. Um, and that obviously missed. I mean, he almost won MVP last week. Better than I had uh, anticipated. Um, do you have anybody that you thought was going to be a huge star and then turned out to be absolute trash? Ah, uh, God, I have more of those than I would like to admit. Uh, I think, in particular, I mean, to go back to the twenty, what was that, twenty sixteen class with Wentz? Uh, I thought Paxton Lynch was the best quarterback in that class, and that obviously was an absolute disaster. Yikes. He's not good at all. Um, and then I thought Vernon Adams like should have. I thought he was good and, like, should have had a chance. He's one of the most, like, his uh, season at Oregon was one of the most historically efficient in college football history. Um, And he, like, immediately picked up their system. He had a very good year. Um, He was kind of like Baker Mayfield, not quite as good, but still had a very similar skill set. And he just didn't even get a chance at all. And so I think uh, that one was a pretty big miss as well. All right. Um so, back to this year's draft class, which quarterback do you think is the most prepared to play right now, and who will have the best rookie season in your opinion? Uh, I would honestly say Jackson uh, for t- Jackson and Darnold for really the same reasons. I think both are really good in the quick game and reading the, reading the field right off the snap and knowing, like, okay, I know where this window is going to be for the slant. I can throw this. I can hit the top of my drop. This is easy yards for our team. We can keep the team on schedule. And both, I think, can make plays um, on the move and stuff. I think Darnold is better at just reacting to pressure and kind of making throws from weird platforms and stuff like that. And then Jackson is a little bit different in that he's just more of a threat with his legs. And then uh, I think he's a little bit more threatening as a deep passer. I think he has a better arm. So um, I think just both of the, the playmaking that both provide and some of what they can provide in terms of keeping teams on schedule in the quick game, I think is going to be really valuable as soon as they step into the NFL. Uh, do you think quarterbacks uh, gain the uh, clutch gene, or do you think they're or like somebody is like born with it? So can you can you draft somebody who just doesn't have it and will never gain the clutch gene? Uh, <laughs> I I don't even know how to answer that question. Uh, I mean, Stumped is the clutch gene even real? <laughs> Ooh, well, well, scientists are uh, are uh, out on that one, but once the uh, science comes back and like all the data and stuff, I'll let you know. I'll make some calls and then I will I will call you right away. All right, then I can properly uh, answer the question. Yeah, Jake, nice question. You can't even answer. It. <laughs> yeah, my bad. Um, so you seem to like later round quarterbacks. Do you think there's a uh, mid round quarterback, you know, uh, like a Dak Prescott type that could, you know, uh, surprise us? Uh, none of them really interest me this year. Uh, I've, I've seen a lot of people like Mike White a lot, uh, Kyle Laletta. I mean, I, I'm just not huge fans of any of those guys turning into anything significant. I, I mean, I think you maybe have a couple of Matt Moores where they're like consistent backups and stuff like that, but I don't really think we're going to get a Dak Prescott. I mean, even Dak Prescott was, I mean, that just doesn't happen very often, obviously. Um, I mean, really outside the top four, I don't really have much interest in this quarterback class. I think Mason Rudolph is decent, but that's that's really as far as it goes for me. 
Did you see Adam Schefter's really bold and smart statement that the Browns might pick two quarterbacks with the first and the uh, fourth overall pick? Uh, I had this conversation with a couple of friends, uh, I think two years ago. Uh, I forget what team. We, I think it was probably the Browns taking two quarterbacks. Again, uh, two years ago we were talking about this. It just makes no sense. Like, it, you're, you're diminishing the value of what the pick was if you take the quarterback and trade him rather than just trading the pick. So, like, you know what I mean? I think you'd rather just uh, commit to one guy. I hope the Browns don't do that, but... We, we've seen them be consistently stupid for two decades, so you never know. Yeah, it sounded like Adam Schefter was just told last minute that he needed something for that segment, and he's like, oh, shit, I have nothing. And he totally forgot about it. And then last minute, he's like, oh, they're going to pick two quarterbacks. Never well, I don't know, because I take two quarterbacks in fantasy, and then I trade the second one a lot. So maybe that's what they're thinking. And it works yeah, in fantasy football. Maybe so. they're doing Jake's fantasy football uh, tactic. I forgot about that. You could definitely <laughs> convince me Hugh Jackson thinks this is fantasy football. So. <laughs> That's about. I think a fantasy football player could win as many games as he did last year as a head coach. So, Jake, I don't know if you knew this. He didn't, he didn't win any. Yeah, that's why. Oh, uh, you know, I only say correct statements. So, boom, um, boom freaking roasted Hugh Jackson. Uh, so we are on backupquarterback.org. So, who is your favorite backup quarterback in the league right now? Oh God. Um, Good question, Jake. Good question. <laughs> let's see. I've actually always been fascinated by Matt Schaub just because he had uh, that like incredible stretch with Houston. That was just really weird. Um, and then Colt McCoy, just for still being in the league, I think is incredible. <laughs> I don't think he's good at all, but just the fact that he is still employed I think is fascinating to me. And what's funny is that every year people always say, like, whatever team he's on, the, the first quarterback is always struggling, and everyone's like, wow, why, why don't they ever put in Colt McCoy? They have a, a proven winner right there. Well, exactly. And then he gets maybe, someone. like, five snaps when someone gets hurt, and it's like, oh, God. Like, like holy That's shit, this guy's awful. He probably has like, a <laughs> yes. handicap sticker for his car. Exactly. <laughs> All right, well, here is – we're going to hit you with some uh, rapid fire. Are you ready? I am. Let's All do right. it. All right. Strongest arm um, in the draft. Uh, Allen, even though he can't hit anything with it. Biggest project in the draft? Uh, Allen. I don't. I just don't see much that you have to really pretty much build him from the ground up. So. Most handsome quarterback in the draft? Ooh, I think it's got to be Baker. I think that dude is Ooh. handsome, to be honest. Yeah, he's he's charming. He's charming. He could he could buy me a drink. Wink, wink, <laughs> Baker. He's, he's pretty rich for his size too. Like that guy's. He's he's got the total package for a, a franchise quarterback. That, that son of a bitch. <laughs> he's, <gonna> be, <laughs> he's he's doing it all. Favorite fictional quarterback. Oh, I mean, it's, I think it's got to be Uncle Rico, just Ooh. because he he he's like all of us in that we all want to be a quarterback, we all want to be a good quarterback, but it was just never really going to work out, you know. But True. we can dream. True, the most relatable. If coach had put him in, they would have won state. And then he'd be sitting in the hot tub <laughs> with his soulmate, and who knows what would happen? Exactly. Um, all right, I'm gonna give you my measurements, and and you gotta tell me where you would draft me. I am five eleven. I'm about one ninety. I haven't been to the gym in about three months. Uh, I think I can do like, I think I can maybe get the bar off of the rack for uh, bench press. My forty is about four eight, and I have kind of small hands for my size. <laughs> You know, I think you are bigger than the guy from North Texas that people are hyping for next year. So, 
I'm just going to project you around higher than whatever I end up putting that guy. Fuck yes. I hope I hope he, I hope he like wins the Heisman next year. And, and then, <laughs> oh, I'm pumped. What's that guy's name? Uh, Mason Fine, I think. He's like 5'9 or something on a good day. Perfect. I'm going to I'm gonna say that name and act like I came up with it with, with no help. Or I can say sources tell me this guy's going to be really good. Yeah, and you're uh, our source. He's going to dominate whatever conference North Texas is in. Yeah. I could not tell you what it is. I couldn't either. Uh, I think their colors are green. That's that's about all I know. I'm a huge football guy, as you can tell. <laughs> all right. Well, that that concludes rapid fire. You survived. Congratulations. That was. I made it out. That was the hottest of seats. Jake, what do you have left for him? Um, I don't have many questions left. I mean, since we're this podcast is going up a day before the draft, I could ask you to uh, sound dumb and tell me where you think all the quarterbacks are going to land. Yes, you could easily just be wrong and sound incorrect immediately. <laughs> well, Darnold to Cleveland sounds like an easy one for one uh, for me. That'll get me. That'll get my shooting percentage pretty good here. Uh, I'll say Baker, Jets, Rosen. Oh God, Rosen is the trickiest one. I'll say Lamar, New Orleans, Rosen. I. I mean. You could tell me Rosen goes anywhere, to be honest. Chicago. Green Bay. <laughs> Almost anywhere. Anywhere that does not have an established quarterback, I should say. Does uh, Miami draft a quarterback? Uh, I but, Like, they can't. Because Tannehill's contract is still for, like, three years. Unless they cut him this offseason, like, right after the draft, which I don't think is going to happen. Um, I just think they would have too much money invested in quarterback. They should they should move him back to a wide receiver because Dolphin fans never talk about how he uh, used to be a receiver. They could take Lamar Jackson and then actually move the quarterback that needs to go back to receiver. They could move uh, Tannehill to receiver and let Lamar Jackson play quarterback. Or they can, they can they, yeah they can sign Ronnie Brown out of retirement and draft um, Lamar Jackson and then they have three options for the uh, Wildcat and the Wildcat is making a return to the NFL. <laughs> Let's do it! Holy shit! This is so exciting. <laughs> We're revolutionizing the NFL. Well, Derek, Again. I think that's that's all we have for you. So, do you have any questions for us? I'm sure you have tons. Ah, uh, I don't think so. Yeah, uh, uh, <laughs> I enjoy the, the the insane amount of Uncle Rico talk we had. Not sure how we got there, but I'm glad that we uh, ended up there. Yeah, shockingly, this is our fourth heaviest Uncle Rico episode. Pretty weird. Huh? Wow, I didn't even make the top three. I feel bad. <laughs> That's crazy. You'd, yeah, you'd be surprised how much he uh, he comes up in in conversation. He's like Abe Lincoln. Like every every American thinks of Abe Lincoln and and Uncle Rico at least once a day. Our two greatest Americans, really. Oh, amen to that. I just I just got goosebumps. <laughs> well, that was uh, that was Derek Clausen from Football Outsiders and Two QBs quarterback guru, QB savant, and the professor of play callers. Which one of those do you do you like best? Uh, the professor of play callers, it just, uh, just kind of rolls off the tongue. I like that one. All right, well, we are officially going to uh, trademark that so you can't use it. <laughs> oh, feels bad. <laughs> well, Derek, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me on, fellas. All right, well, uh, good luck in your future ventures, and um, I think it's safe to say that we are all best friends, if not best best friends. Oh, yeah, I think we can jump there. We can go there, for sure. All right. All right, Derek, take it easy, man. <laughs> Alright, you too. Thank Peace. you. Thanks for coming on. Wow. What, a, what an interview. <laughs> what, what a great interview. interview. Sam, what did you, <laughs> you think of that interview? It took your breath away, it sounds like. <laughs>
Are we? Yeah. Oh, yeah, it was great. It was great. Yeah, it was awesome. He basically told you you're an idiot for thinking Lamar Jackson's a pretender. Yeah. So, yeah, take he was, that. He was big on uh, Lamar Jackson, Sam. So yeah. I'm a Lamar Jackson guy, too. I just He's a stud. I erased all my notes after listening to that. I just threw it all away. I'll never evaluate quarterbacks again, though. Yeah, that's that. It's it's about time. But that that wraps up our uh, sports section. Thank you for um, uh, Derek Clawson coming on. Find him at Twitter at QB Kloss. and he's he's got some podcasts coming out. Hell of a guy. But Sam, we always like to wrap up the show with a nice little movie and TV recommendation. What have you been watching lately? I uh, just downloaded Hulu, so I'm actually rewatching all of the Family Guy episodes. I'm super lame, but I just watch Family Guy every night. I got accustomed to that family, so every Ground, night I lay down and watch that. Groundbreaking. I did yeah. that every night as a kid. I'd watch Family Guy. It came on at 10 on Adult Swim. I mean, it's how I... It I would always watch that, out. and then I would watch Robot Chicken. Yeah, I would, I would kind of fall asleep during Robot Chicken, but I always like Robot Chicken. Can I give the recommendation of getting Hulu? Is that out oh, there? Hulu's is that in play? Awesome. Yeah. Hulu's sure. the best. Hulu's sure. so much better than Netflix. I want to be a Hulu podcast for sure. <laughs> yeah, I, I'd be a pro Hulu podcast because Netflix does get kind of lame. I have been watching a Netflix original lately, though, which is a remake of uh, that one show, uh, Lost in Space is what it's called. The Danger Will Robinson. Hmm. Danger. Um, not very good. They've been advertising a lot. <laughs> it's a lot of kid actors. Fucking sucks. A lot of kid <laughs> acting. And it's not very good. I'm like, I'm two and a, or I'm, yeah, two and a half episodes in, and I think I'm gonna jump ship. So uh, yeah. I do not recommend. That's my that's my uh, two cents. Well, Netflix was on freaking fire with their uh, kid acting. Sam, I don't know if you heard our episode with um, us raving about everything sucks. Have you ever watched that on Netflix? I have not. Holy shit, dude. This is, It's honestly one of the best shows I've seen in a very long time. Watch that. Watch Paddington, and you are all caught up with what with what me and Jake always always talk about. What's yeah. it called? Everything Sucks? Everything Paddington. Sucks. And Paddington. Paddington. Watch the movie Paddington. <laughs> it's so good. It's fucking awesome. Oh, it's the cutest thing in the world. But Do I have to tell you? Do I have to tell you I'm going to watch it if I'm not going to watch it? Say no, you have to. No, you can't do that. You have to just watch it. Yeah, you have to just say whatever you want and then actually fucking watch it. I mean, Paddington's like a must because, like, if yeah, you, you don't like Paddington, then we will know that you're actually like the devil. Yeah, then you're you know, actually kind of a bitch. It's kind of how we test whether we're podcasting with Satan. We haven't even like we haven't even like actually recorded tonight either. This is all just like a practice. We we set, <laughs> we set this whole night up just to make sure that you were going to watch Paddington. That was such an elaborate plan. That was so, that's so elaborate. We lulled you to sleep with we that did. one. But just to keep you going with the plan, I have been rewatching season six of New Girl. Season seven just got put on uh, Netflix. Big New Girl guy. Uh, Sam, you're making a face. I, I can't read it. What are you? Are you a New Girl fan? Nick Schmidt, all I love him. I love him to death. Win, Winnie the Bish. Um, can't get enough of that show. Season I kind of regret six is saying that. Heavy on guy. those two. Heavy on those. Two. What was that? Season six, the one that I'm uh, rewatching is heavy. Nick and, and Winston, which is great because they are so much better than Schmidt. So much better. Uh, yeah. Okay. Well. Uh, yeah. No, I kind of regret saying Family Guy now because that would have been my like, easy choice. Now I think about it. So actually, I'm gonna. Can I just take your TV show? Can no, you think of another one for nope. me if I just say nope. your girl? All right. Yeah. Actually, yeah. Oh. Okay. Take mine, and I'll say Paddington. 
<laughs> just watch Paddington, dude. Dude, Paddington's so fucking good. Sam, how many times do you think I've watched Paddington in the last three months since Jake told me to watch it? If you've watched it more than once, I think that's kind of ridiculous. Five. <laughs> five it's on times. Netflix, and it's worth it. It makes you smile I was laugh, sober for constantly. four of the five. That's I, I, like, I don't know what stat's like, more ridiculous. Seeing it five times or being <laughs> sober four of the times. Sober. Sober. Pussies. All right. Well, that concludes it. Episode 43, Live Name and Five podcast. Sam, how, how'd you like it? Uh, great. I mean, I'll, I feel like I have homework. Uh, like, I feel like I have to watch Paddington or something now. Yes, but yeah, no, that's, that's, no, that's, that's not even a No, thing. yes. Yeah. That's, Didn't think I was going to leave here with, like, homework. So, yeah. No, well, yeah. Well, like, you know when you have, like, those really cool teachers and they give you, like, really cool homework? This is what they would give you. They'd be like, fucking go watch Paddington. <laughs> You only ever have two homework assignments, and that's watch Paddington and watch Paddington 2. Which, so which me and Jake are, are still two. working on Paddington 2. <laughs> yeah, we haven't finished our homework yet, but we're coming around to it. I, I, like, every time I have like a, like two free hours, I, I debate it every single fucking time. Every single day of my life, I debate just sitting down and watch Paddington 2. And I, I got to be in the right setting to yeah, watch I don't, it. Yeah, like, I don't want to waste it, you know? It's, it's, like, it's like my my virginity. I don't want to just give it to anybody. Yeah, I got to watch Paddington 2 with someone special. I didn't watch Paddington 1 with anybody. <laughs> no, but it was still great. <laughs> the first two times. <laughs> Sam, thoughts? <laughs> I'm, I just kind of bailed on it, uh, bailed on that part of the conversation. You look disgusted, but... Well, well, Sam, thank you for joining us. Um, you are officially part of the team. You're part of the 12 on Sports Radio team. Thank you for listening on 12 on Sports Radio. Um, thank you for listening on iTunes, SoundCloud. Subscribe, rate, review. Sam, I don't know if you knew this. We have merchandise. I didn't know that. I didn't know you guys had merchandise. Go to um, the 12 on Sports Radio website. Go to their online store. Check us out. We have some T-shirts. We have some other things on there that you may enjoy. Um uh, uh, what else we got on Twitter at BackupQBblog go to Facebook give us a like go to our YouTube channel I just posted yet another video today Sam and Jake You guys, I don't think either of you have seen it I have not seen the video yet so we have more coming out Sam, Sam's blogging he, he blogged a nice little uh, NBA playoff preview blog before the uh, playoffs started so maybe he'll write a second I... one but that's to be determined yeah, I started it with, uh, I, I noticed I put it as a 2018 NBA preview. So just a preview for the whole season once the season was over. So that was not good. Yeah. That was kind of a bad thing there, but. Well done. But no, it was it was well written, a good read. And if you ever decide to come around and write a second one about anything, I will be very happy to, <laughs> to read that as well. Because Sam is very good at um, um, doing something once or twice and then never doing it ever again. I've quit everything in my life, yeah. Everything. <laughs> Literally everything. <laughs> oh, that's great. So, Sam, thank you for uh, joining the team, joining the crew. Um, final thought, Jake. Final thought. Um, the Bucks are going to win the next game, and it'll go to game seven, and they'll lose in seven, Just and everyone will win at home. And it'll be very predictable. And, uh, yeah, Sam will continue to be bored while watching. Sam, final thought. Uh, final thought. I'm trying to figure out what you said. If it was 12-ounce sports radio? 
or 12, I don't know what you said. 12-ounce sports. Where can I get some merch? 12ozsports.com. Okay, okay. Uh, Real final thought is um, Pacers um, are going to lose the next two games. Um, LeBron's going to LeBron it and probably still going to win the East. Yeah, correct. He's going to go to like a, his, his 15th straight final. That is correct. <laughs> My final thought is um, I'm just glad to have yeah, one more. Yeah, you just got to do it. I'm glad to have one more thought, or uh, not one more thought, one more friend in my friend circle. Um, Sam, glad to have you, man. You guys can't see him, but Sam's crying right now. Very excited. Thank you so much. Really, I appreciate it. All right. I love you guys. Yeah.